The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Jonesy and Brown show. He is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. A uh, little bit of history on the show today. The man who helped orchestrate bringing Jonesy and Brown together. Through, through today's guest, I met Mike Jones. Long time ago. You know, many, 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 many years ago, there was a show called The Sports Shop in Philly. My man, Aton, Aton Shander, today's guest, said, hey, he, he, he pulled me aside and said, hey, Brown, I got a new show. I'm working on it. Why don't you come through? We need some voices. We need, you know, we need some opinions. So I'm like, all right, I ain't doing nothing. Let me, let me see what's up. Come through. This young brother, you know, off to the side, you know, had a whole bunch of wrong opinions. His name was Mike Jones. You know, and through that, I I met this guy and he said, hey, man, you know, I see you got a show. I got a show. We should be doing shows together. And the rest was, I mean, is is that accurate? That's that's accurate, except for the part about me having wrong opinions. No, no, no. You're completely wrong. All all, all your you, you know all of this stuff is on tape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I stand. Look, I stand by what I said. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's bring it to the, <laughs> let, let, let's bring it today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. Joining the show, Aton wow. Shander. Unbelievable. I, I mean, look, I have to say that is the best thing that came out of that show by yeah. a mile. Is the two of you coming together and still <laughs> going strong? Y'all outlasted the damn show. Look at that. That's amazing, man. Congrats to both of you. And it's just a, a pleasure to be able to just chat again. And it does feel like we're back in the shop. All we're missing is two, just two. trimming somebody up. Two. Yep. Yep. And, you know, the ladies on the other side making fun of us for doing whatever we're doing. Like that's, that's the ambiance that we're missing. That's all we're missing. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Todd, how long have you been in this city now? How long have you been in the Philly area? I've been in Philly, well, if you count college, because I basically spent my summers and spring breaks and stuff here in Philly because I was in Gettysburg. So mm-hmm. I've been here since 2001, but I left for I left for three years where I was mm-hmm. in Nashville and Columbus, Ohio, for a combination, mm-hmm. two in Nashville and one in Columbus. And, well, technically five years total because I also spent two years up in New York doing some national stuff, but I've never been gone longer than that. And it's always been a stretch of that. So two different stretches where I've left, but I've been here since Oh one and really like in college. So before that and in the city, like living in the city since Mm -hmm. 2005. And then again, that stint where I was in Nashville and Columbus. So I'd say outside of three years, I've been living in and around the area since 05, like full time. So question for you, because that, that's got you almost 20 years in the city. Outside of the 2017 Eagles Super Bowl run, yeah. what's been the most fun for you to go through doing sports in Philly? 
Hmm. I think the most fun for me is that first year in which everything really came together. Honestly, it was when, and I'll use the arrival of Jimmy Butler as kind of that mark. Because as both of you know, we're a city that is just dying every single day to be a basketball city. And mm. it doesn't mean that we can't just love our Eagles and acknowledge other teams and other things happening mm. here. You could reference the Union or the Flyers or anybody else winning, and that's fine. We're all Philadelphians first, but there's just this pulse of a basketball heart that beats in this city. And when the process ended, which we all knew it did, it was somebody like Jimmy Butler was here and playing mm. immediately. And, you know, now in hindsight, we know that Simmons was such a big issue with that. But even looking back in hindsight, I'm like, all right, that was a culmination of so much just dragged through the mud and being on the fanatic and defending that team where there's 6,000 people down there. And it was really hard because everybody's like, they're losing on purpose and all this other stuff. So I think that moment, honestly, like the arrival of Jim, and I remember, and, and both of you know, because he was at the shop and, and he's a very strong radio host that we have in his city here. I remember going back and forth, not in it like a negative sense, but just like how excited I was on a show with Devon Gibbons at that time. Mm -hmm. Being like, this was the guy that I wanted from day one was Jimmy Butler. And he doesn't, he's not here. He's not making it work. There's not a team that can make a push like we thought. Granted, the Sixers mm -hmm. came up short and all, but that doesn't happen unless there's something tangible. So that was it, Mike. I, I think that out look, Super Bowl's Super Bowl and, and clearly that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but that was it. And look, I mean, I was I was here for the Flyers when they lost to the Blackhawks. You know, I was here for the Phillies after mm -hmm. they won the World Series the year after is when I was back. So the Yankees and then from then on. And there were some pretty crazy moments, individual moments and all, but I think just from the city and being in the city, living in the city, working mm -hmm. in the city, it was when the plane landed, if you were metaphorically, and, and the first time, the real time is, is when Butler was here and then like Embiid and Simmons and all that stuff that we sat through kind of came to fruition. Oh. That, I mean, that, that, that was major because it was like, <laughs> it, it was major, it, it was major because that was, it, it to me, I always felt like that was kind of, I, I was I was a hinky I, I was a hinky guy, mm. I I I, I worshipped at the altar of hinky. I believe <laughs> in the process. A, a of, of yeah, you know, if I wish I did, it'd be it, it'd be up they here right those. now. <laughs> I, I, but I I believed what he said because I felt like my my whole thing with the process was and and because I, I grew up here, mm -hmm. you know I. I grew up here and I grew up on Philly Sports Talk Radio. And the pulse of the fan in, in this city, there's always going to be someone who believes that if this team doesn't win, if a team does not win a championship, whether it's the Sixers, whether it's the Flyers, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Phillies, if they don't win a championship, the answer is blow it all up and start over. Yep. And for me, the process mm -hmm. was the Sixers actually blowing it all up. And starting, here is a team that says, hey, you know what? Let's give this a try. Sixers that rolled the dice, brought in Andrew Bynum. Right. You you saw where that was. You saw what happened with that. You saw how that ended up. Bynum never played here. So they said, you know what? Let's blow it all up. And, yeah. you know, they, 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 they do so. And 
like for for me bringing in J- Jimmy Butler because I believe when Hinky said the key to the process was optionality. Mm-hmm. I I love that word. I thought it was a great word. Okay, I see you. I feel you. I got you. You're gonna take the, You're gonna take Dario Sarge. You know. You know. He, oh, okay, guy. Robert right. Covington. Die. You know he's all right. We are gonna flip that and gonna bring in Jimmy Butler. I'm all in. Hey, let's do it. But so so my question to you is: you saw how the you saw how the Jimmy Butler era unfortunately ended. Mm-hmm. Was that probably was was that the saddest moment? Was that the worst moment in Philly sports for you? No, it wasn't the worst moment. But for, I, for I you was- since you've been here. Yeah, so here, here's what it was for me. It was a sobering reminder that this team just wasn't ready. And you can define that however you want now with hindsight, but if it's Brent Brown, if it's Ben Simmons, if it's combination, if it's catering to one or both, if it's not just letting this team be led by Embiid and all of the contingent that's around him, right, that's just what happens with a superstar, that friction, that just nasty little split the schism between the two like that mm-hmm. doesn't ex- that should not exist right i mean if you're kobe and shaq and you've got a mastermind like phil jackson working the locker room okay that's fine like i get it but we all remember that as soon as shaq left la phil left and it took a bunch of misery for kobe to go through and pick the phone up it was like hey hey, hey come back and i'll do whatever you want Right, like come back as your team now, Phil. I'll do whatever you want. And they worked together and it was magic what they did because Kobe's just an all-timer and, and that's what happened. So with that said, I think it was just a realization that they just weren't there. And to the point you raised, JB, about this, like this is what the Eagles just went through. Remember that Sixers team, before they really blew this up, that was that team. They beat the Bulls, even though, right, the Bulls had nobody. Everybody was hurt. And you could easily say, hey, they made the playoffs. They get out of the first round. What are we blowing this up for? You know, we have something to build on. The Eagles barely get in because of a parlay of circumstances this year, which granted every single year is not going to play out like that. And look at how this offseason has been. Now, granted, they say they've tried, but we just don't we just don't see people like whoever the Jimmy Butler is of the NFL or whatever you want to classify that as Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. These guys looking at this Eagles team like yeah, yeah, you guys got lucky. Like, the coach changes over, the quarterback changes over. Eh, at least the Sixers made a commitment, knowing that it was going to do that. Now the Eagles will argue behind closed doors, of course, that they can't get away with that because the fan base, the media, the social, and all that won't let them. But let's be honest. I mean, this is essentially what this has become now, mm-hmm. which is trying to get through this season. But that's all. Just it was an interesting point you raised about that Sixers team when they began the process because I think there's a correlation to how this played out this offseason. Now, now, I'm glad you actually switched it up to the Eagles real quick because I wanted to ask you something. You posted an article, to, I believe it was today, recently. Was Philly, it my article? It was Philly Voice. Yeah, okay, this was mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I talk- just want to make sure because I post uh, people's stuff too. Now- no. I, I saw it on I saw it on Twitter. If you I had beef with it, I wanted to make sure that we classify this as mine, so that it's not some like unknown author here. That's all. Uh, now, Philly Voice. So we're talking about article where you discuss the Eagles QB situation and yeah. what it looks like their plan is, where it seems they're positioning themselves to be in on next year's QB class. 
JV obviously knows why that caught my attention because that's what I've been saying would be the smart thing to do since October. Hmm. Um, first, I'll start with exactly on a scale of one to ten, where would you say their level of commitment to Jalen Hurts is? It's a convenient three and a half, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's have your cake and eat it too. Like, go out and test the wall. They're in an open relationship with Jalen Hurts, right? If they find something that's out there, I mean, they're an open relationship, right? And this is not a knock on Jalen. This is just his lack of tenure in the NFL. But mm-hmm. they're in an open relationship with a five. And and whatever you are, whoever you are out there, it's the five in which you're attracted to, all right? So this is a wide open analogy for every human being on the planet. Whoever you're attracted to, there's always going to be a hierarchy, right? Because we're physical beings. So I'd say like, you know, you're in an open relationship with a five. If you go out there, you meet an eight and a half, you're gonna try and make sure you can lock that person down. So that's exactly what happened. It was a spring fling here where the Eagles went out and thought that they could try wifey an eight and a half and nine at Deshaun Watson <laughs> or Russell Wilson. And they came back like Ben Simmons after he tried a wifey and a Jenner empty handed. Like, what am I doing here? So he fell back. And I think the Eagles are now falling back on Jalen. But to be point, and, and this is the point that you've been raising, Mike, and the one that I raised here in the article, which is. He's always here. He's not going anywhere. He's under contract. So mm-hmm. they had the luxury to do that. But unfortunately, what's happened here is you know now that they're still looking. And there really isn't anybody that jumps out in this class. I don't think they're going to get a kid like Willis where they are. But there isn't somebody unless they have to actively move up in this class that I think they look at is better than Ertz. And here's another thing, too. The Eagles are really smart at maximizing guys on their rookie deal. So they're in no rush to move on from Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, in hindsight, Jalen Hurts was a fantastic – he's Jake from State Farm. He's a fantastic insurance plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, things went surprisingly well, even though Carson Wentz got his ass out of here, right? Like, that's what it was there. He's like, look, this is a good enough guy. Clearly, in hindsight, we know that there was a problem with Wentz. So, yeah, I I think Mm -hmm. it's a a three-and-a-half to quickly – even though I didn't quickly answer that question, but it's a convenient. That's what I wanted to explain is that it's not a three and a half. They didn't like, they don't like this kid, but it's a convenient three and a half meaning like they were never really committed to him, but because of the logistics of the contract and where he's just locked up until they either resign him or it's the open market. He ain't going anywhere. You, you know, you probably know J- Jalen, uh, and I'm not trying to imply that you and Jalen Hurts are like, you know, y'all buddy, buddy, you know, hanging out or whatever, but you have more access to to him and people who have access to him than, the latter, than Mike and I. Because of COVID, yeah. right? The, I would say the latter, right? But mm-hmm. but not, I haven't, and, and I don't want to misrepresent myself or anything. Like, I'm not down, nobody really was for COVID and it's still rough. Mm-hmm as far as like locker room access and zoom and stuff. So I'm not there with that same level access of stuff with COVID also with the kid here. I'm lucky to get the hell out of the house to get a a soda, let alone (laughs) go to a practice, but no, the the latter, like, yes, as far as people who are still doing that, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Trying to get inside the mind of hurts from people who are talking about, I just didn't want to misrepresent myself. Like, yeah, I'm there. Mm -hmm. I I, I hear you, but I guess my, my question is, you know, you're, you're seeing, 
now more more than ever now you're seeing players kind of trying to take control of their own destiny whether they have actual choices or not right you've now you know it, it's no secret the eagles kicked the tires on on watson and russell wilson how far they got you know how close they were that's another story but the fact still remains is Jalen hurts was the start was the starting right. quarterback of this team last season there is there was some level of expectation that he would be the starting quarterback of this team next season. How how do you how does that affect Jalen Hurts when you know a you know this team that that I've been leading wants somebody else or wanted somebody else was interested in somebody else. How does he react to that? And and although he might not have a lot of leverage, is he do you could he say, hey, you know what? Y'all didn't want me here. Why don't y'all just let me go find somebody who who wants me? Yeah, I think he technically, to work in reverse, I think he could come out and be like, look, man, get me out of here. You know, get his agent, like pull a Baker Mayfield. This thing is not for me. I don't think he has enough. I believe in him. And let me preface this by saying that. And the tone of my article should, I hope, come across like I do believe in him. And this whole situation is not necessarily unfair from a life standpoint, but mm. it exposes the verbal hypocrisy that we see, the gymnastics that we see behind Jalen Hurts, which is the team saying one thing and clearly doing another thing, in some cases like a day after, which is just totally obvious. So when they come back in a month or so and they can't get anybody and they're not drafting anybody, you're going to hear the same stuff, which is, oh, we love Jalen. We were here for Jalen from the jump. Mm. But I think from her standpoint right now, you can't really say anything. You know, we always talk about how sports and, and professional athletes, especially in leagues like the NFL, which generate billions and all, like we always talk about how, hey, man, these guys aren't you out there in, in the regular world, right? Like yeah. the real world is not them and they're not the real world. Antonio Brown, whatever it may be, Deshaun Watson, right? Like an average person going through something like that is probably not going to be allowed back to work. But we understand the dynamics, the money, and all of the business elements behind it. So I'm not trying to get down there. What I'm saying, though, is that Jalen Hurts is like anybody with a contract in corporate America, like middle America, like middle corporate America right now. You know, he's sitting there at a desk. He's sitting in front of a computer. He's working that hours, you know, the job. And it's a, it's a wear on him. He's got a contract. But, you know, the job is always looking. Right. They've got a firm that's always looking. They've got an audit thing that's always there. And he's just kind of like. What do I do? And it's hard, and it's hard like it is in the job climate to just pick up and go somewhere else. So I don't think he has enough to really go anywhere and leverage and say, hey, I want out right now, and you move me to a better position. And I would just look at Baker Mayfield. I think Jalen Hurts ultimately week in and week out can be better than Baker Mayfield from a ceiling standpoint. But who the hell is kicking the door down right now saying, we want some Baker, we want some Baker? I don't think you're going to get that with Jalen because like the Eagles plan is to wait until next year, a team would much rather stink this year, wait until next year and get their quarterback, or they've already gone out and gotten their quarterback slash waiting for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. So take that for what it's worth. I just don't, I mean, I feel bad for the kid in the sense of like, Hey, this is a terrible situation from a business standpoint, but at the same time, nothing's changed for Hertz. Nothing. Like, at the end of last year to going into this year, he's still a starting quarterback until told otherwise. So because he may want out, and again, this is like all of us who've ever held the job where it's the day-to-day -day of it, because he may want out, he's got to show his ass up every day 
work hard every day and show the other, the future employer that, and this stuff just doesn't bother me. And I think honestly, he'll be fine. Like this kid is a rock. And 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 honestly, this, we haven't seen anything from from Jalen Hurts that said he wouldn't be willing to do that. You know, if anything, you know, he's yep. always been, you know, you know, his his, history his, going back to Alabama of being able to deal with competition. Absolutely. Having to yeah, fight he, he's for his a position. So he deserves the benefit here. Absolutely. In a situation like this, like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say he deserves the benefit of the doubt that he's gonna turn into Tom Brady next year throwing the football. But to your point, Mike, and what you were saying as far as uh, just what he's done, JP, like this kid mm-hmm. deserves the benefit of the doubt that he's yep. going to be able to be a professional through everything. Absolutely. Uh, so now with what you're doing now, from transitioning from a, like the Philadelphia stations doing with Fox Bet now, uh-huh. you, have, you, you, ha- you have to look at betting lines and stuff. So I'm assuming you got to pay attention to what's going on nationally a little more than you used to when you were doing just Philly sports. So how much has this wild NFL offseason affected the way markets are looking? It's like Tyreek Hill got moved today. And then you see... The Dolphins line moved from seventy-five yep. to one, seventy to one to thirty-five to one, or something like that. I think it was. I saw, like, what's this off off season been like? Like, I've never seen anything like it personally, in my opinion. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this NFL off season so far? I think it's madness, and, and it's what the NFL does best, which is uh, a name could get moved in the middle mm-hmm. of uh, the break, if you will, coincidentally or not, right? of the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. And that's really the main thing going on right now. I know the playoff push and all in the NBA, but the reality is, is that we've got a nice couple of days, including the day before the return of the Sweet 16, and then it's the Tyreek Hill trade. So even if it was like the John Hill trade, right, in the NFL, it would be blown up. And, oh, my God, there's a big trade. I think he and Devontae Adams are the two moves that I would focus on, especially from a betting standpoint, because – from a conversational and from a football, not even from like a nerd X and O's geek out standpoint, but just from a football standpoint, these two guys make the difference. Like there are significant difference makers on their new teams. From a betting standpoint, as far as like, okay, who's going to win the Super Bowl or who's going to get out of their conference into the game? Like who's going to be in that championship and get out of their division? Even to that point, it gets a little tighter. Because as we know in this game, so much of this is either having a complete team around a quarterback or having that quarterback and just hoping and, you know, closing your eyes and hoping that it's a Brady slash whoever it may be, you know, in the Super Bowl, as we just saw, even Aaron Rodgers, who makes it at least to the playoffs there. So that's where I think the difference is, by all means for me, at least looking at this overall. And, you know, we saw that with Matthew Stafford, who clearly was a guy who walked into a complete team around the Rams, but has a resume and a half of being a gunslinging quarterback who can put up a big you know, throw or two in a big game, and clearly that came together. So nothing really moved for – like I'm not taking Miami to win the Super Bowl now because they got Tyreek Hill, right? I'm not mm-hmm. taking the Raiders because they got Devontae Adams. What I am looking at, though, more so than anything – and look, Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for probably, what, six to eight games, something along those lines is a guesstimate, right. but I think that's pretty much the general consensus. So he's going to be out half the year. I'm not just expecting the Cleveland Browns to walk into that tough-ass division and mm-hmm. Deshaun just being like, hey, 
hey, we've been playing together for years, right? Let's just pick this thing up. That's going to take some time. So the one team that is truly intriguing in all of this, and I think it's quasi because half, if you will, because people just don't know or haven't followed enough or just turn off the TV when they see on CBS the Denver Broncos are playing. But Russell Wilson and that team is a like that to me is the next fit as far as what we saw with the Rams and Stafford. It's not going to look the same on the field. I'm not saying they'll look the same from a football standpoint, but mm. you've had a ready-made team that's just dying for a leader at that position. And look, man, before Russ got hurt last year, he was playing fine. Like he wasn't yeah. he didn't stink it up or anything like that. So, from a betting standpoint, when I factor in the quarterback change to a new team, I want to take advantage of something that we just saw this year which was the Rams put together a Super Bowl run because they had that team together. They took some risks. They moved some guys with trades, but they also brought in the right quarterback. I think Denver brought in the right quarterback. So that's where I would start. Look, it's cool. It's fun. And I think a lot of people are going to throw money at stuff. But come on, like, I saw you shaking. Are you really going to put money, your own hard-earned money on the Dolphins to win the whole damn thing now because they got Tyreek? No. Uh, no, no. no not going to put my money on the Dolphins. And, and, and Jonesy, you know. There's one thing I've said about the Browns since you and I have been doing shows together. The Browns going the Browns, the Browns going brown <laughs> no matter what. It's just a matter of time before the Browns going brown. That's it. No, so, I want no part of that. You know, yeah. maybe maybe out west, maybe there is something out west, and, and I'm just looking at it here live as, as we're talking about this here. If you wanted to attack a, a division – you know, the Denver Broncos are plus 220 to win that division. The Chargers are 275. Look, the Raiders are a long shot because that division is a minefield of talent. But if you if you just believe that somebody's going to catch up to the Chiefs because of these moves here, I would take the Chargers or the Broncos to win the AFC West. At least you're going to get some value right there. So that's really it. I mean, there hasn't been a lot. You know, Brady's back, right? Mm-hmm. But hey, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you know what? You're right there, too. I, and it's funny because... That's something that we're going to talk about Friday night on. I was just building this today. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because the Ravens at plus 225. Now, that's on DK, so I'm going to do this thing on Fox on Friday. Depending on where you, I always tell people, shop, 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 right, because I want you winning tickets more so than anything else. But Baltimore, right, Baltimore's the play up there. Yeah. Cincinnati, we've seen how difficult it is to get back there after you yeah. lose in the Super Bowl. Cleveland is everybody's sexy favorite, but I think that's people who don't realize that Deshaun is going to be miss suspended. Half the year. And yep, who's the yep. quarterback for the Steelers again? Trubisky. Thank you. Okay, I'll, I'll take Lamar Jackson. I'll take Ooh. Lamar Jackson and that healthy, remember, that healthy running back crew that we didn't have last year and and a seasoned head coach. Oh yeah. I'll take the Ravens because the Ravens are what the third favorite. Come on. Mm -hmm. That that doesn't make sense. The Browns right now are plus 175. The Bengals plus 200. The Ravens are 225. Mike, that's the best value. You brought it up. So I don't want to take credit for this. That's the best value. I think across any, unless you want to take like some long shot, you know, Carson Wentz is going to do some miracle thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, Doug Peterson's going to put together some crazy gift down in Jacksonville. Unless you want to get crazy or belligerent like that, I, I think you're right. I think Baltimore's the best. Honestly, if all these divisions, best value on the board. Shout out to my man, Javon. He put that out there 
about the Ravens. That was for Javon. One of our listeners put that oh, out. One of our listeners you know, and, and, and friend of the show. I, I attribute that to Mike because I saw that on there. I just glossed by that. I apologize. Nah, you know, it's all, it's all off, good. Let me retract those props from Mike real quick. <laughs> Damn. I, 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 take, I, I take my props back from Mike no, all, well, all the time. See, but I, 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 I will say this because I, I do got to give, you know, I do got to <laughs> give Mike props because because something that he something that he has always said on this show came to fruition today. Mike always points out teams ability to build once you've broken off your quarterback. 2000, 2020 Chiefs break off Patrick Mahomes. 2 years later they can't afford Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's gone. That's a that right there. That, that that's a Mike that's Mike Jones right there. You know that that's Mike Jones. That's you know. And the, he, the thing about that. it is, though, the quarterback sets the tone for a team. In my opinion, not only on the field but off the field. You take a situation where, like, yeah. a guy like Aaron Rodgers wants to renegotiate his deal every three years to make sure he stays the highest paid guy. It's going to be hard for his teammates to be told to take less money to stick around and play. Yeah. Whereas a guy like Tom Brady, who says, I will personally take less money, has a little bit more of a bargaining position, a little more leverage when he's talking to guys he wants to recruit and yeah. saying, look, I took less money to win. If you want to win, you'll do it too. Mm-hmm. And you know the quarterback is just as committed to the same process. So from that standpoint, when I see these quarterbacks rushing to reset the market and record-setting deals that generally spells a decline in the t- in mm. team production. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's good. that's another reason why we talked about the AFC West from a value standpoint. It, it stands to reason that the Chiefs, just from the battle of attrition that they fight every year, making it to the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, mm-hmm. losing a dynamic player like Tyreek Hill. Again, it's not the end of the world. Like, he's not the the reason why they've won, but he's a key component of it. And, you know, the problem is that this is the worst thing you can do, right, is you have early success with a dynamic quarterback like Patrick Mahomes combined with what we've seen recently, which is Mahomes out there, but either one or a combination of Kelsey and Hill not out there, and that's Mm -hmm. he being fine. Because you know, both of you know, this game is not just on the field. It's also in the front office. And somebody there is looking at their notebooks saying, hey, man, this kid looks fine without those big names we're paying left Mm -hmm. and right. We're paying all this money to Mahomes. Meet Cole Hardman. Get his ass up here next, right? Like, that's basically what they're looking at. Like, well, I mean, mean, the Chiefs are going to be all right. It's not like, you know, losing Tyreek Hill is not going to wipe the – you know, they're going to be in the conversation year after year after year but not necessarily I don't know if you if you could necessarily call them a team built to win a championship you know well, it's, it's like, Mahomes mm-hmm. Mahomes yeah. is giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. right that You're proverbial opportunity. chance yeah. absolutely right which look man to be fair a lot of teams don't have that right mm-hmm. like there are right. teams coming out with a glass jaw from day one that you know it's just a matter of time before they get knocked out in the first round mm-hmm. so yeah. There's a difference there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, just like just like Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. and and winning that championship when he did, 
bottom line is if you got you put an Aaron Rodgers led team in the playoffs, you got to give them a chance. And it's going to be the same with the Chiefs. And I feel like honestly, like like uh Jonesy, you brought up you brought up the Patriots. And I feel like mm-hmm. people kind of they they gloss over that 10-year period where Tom Brady was one of the top the top paid quarterbacks mm-hmm. in, the, in the league when they weren't winning championships. Oh, yeah, the 10 years he wasn't winning Super Bowls, it was him and Peyton Manning, a top two paid quarterback. Yeah. He figured right. something out and took a pay cut. Exactly. Yep. So it's and like, Mahomes may do that. He may yeah. figure that out too. Mm-hmm. But right yeah. now, you know, he's ten, ten years teams. from now. Yeah, ten year, ten years from now, when when when, when Mahomes oh. still ain't won another championship, mm-hmm. he'll say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I need to take me a pay cut." Uh, now, I hate to do this, but I know we got we are a busy man, and I'm looking at the clock, so we got to get you out of, oh, out yeah. of here. No, that's soon. cool. I, I got a minute or two. That's fine. We, but we, what we want to make sure we, we want to make sure we do, we give you an opportunity to let everybody know where they can find you, where they can listen in, yes. quality content, definitely. And so I want to make sure we're able to share that with all of our listeners. Appreciate Where can you. they find you? All right. So easy stop is Twitter. If you'd like at Shander show uh, Fox 29 is JB. I see him mm-hmm. popping in uh, sporadically in the morning. So uh, just keep an eye on good day. I'll usually tweet when I'm on there, but every Friday, 630 at night, Friday live, we do props and locks, which is the Fox bet show here. And we do a lot of local stuff. So if, like Villanova's in the tournament, we're going to talk about Nova. We're going to talk about any, everybody local from a betting standpoint. So Fox 29, 6.30 on Fridays. And then locally here on Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, iHeart, we have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. So you if you can, tune into that. We And again, it's just a lot of betting stuff, a lot of live stuff, a lot of betting stuff. And look, I, I think from it, it takes out a lot of the old – you know, just wear some tiresome, just looking for reaction on mm-hmm. conversation. So it's nice to not have to drum up a combo about whether or not you trust Doc Rivers in game seven in the <laughs> middle of March. But I could just talk mm-hmm. about why I like taking the Sixers in the first quarter tonight against the Lakers. So it's it's much more therapeutic. As crazy as that may sound. Plus, if you download the iHeartRadio app onto your phone, you can listen to Fox Sports The Gambler in Philly. You can get Anywhere. Aton's show. And then when you finish, you can download the Jonesy and Brown show because we're on iHeartRadio too. Look at just that. Best in the world. Exactly. Just Synergy. Synergy. I'm out here. I'm always it. out here trying to attach our brand to whoever I can out here in these streets. <laughs> Rightfully you know? so, man. Rightfully hey. so. Exactly. Look, are you kidding me? I, I, every place, every stop, everywhere I've worked, I've done that. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. At least I'll exactly. tell you. Aton uh, uh, has been part of my blueprint of building <laughs> my brand for almost 10 years now. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Bro. JB, true story. You, mm-hmm. you may not understand what I'm about to say, but I'm sure Aton will. Okay. okay. From first time, I, I'm a sports junkie. So. Mm-hmm. I listen to sports talk all the time. <laughs> First time I heard you on the air, my, and I think how to say this properly. My well, first, you, we know each other well. You can say whatever my, you want to me, bro. My first thought was, that guy sounds like a guy I'd have a lot of fun burning CDs with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, and, 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 and to piggyback okay. off that, because... 
like part of what brought the three of us together <laughs> was was yeah, a man. love was a love for hip for hip hop music. Yep, yep. And it's probably like... one of the first conversations that I had with Aton on Twitter. And we were just going back and forth on Twitter talking about hip hop. But I'm telling him about just growing up in, in growing up in, in, in Mongo, growing up in Montgomery County and mm-hmm. how I grew up and when I was in high school, I could always listen to Princeton's radio station. And yeah. I'm telling him how back in the nineties, Princeton used to do all hip hop on Thursday. Thursday was hip hop night on Princeton's uh, WPRB. PRB, that's right. WPRB yeah. in Princeton. They do yeah. all hip hop on Thursday. And that was all. And, and I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, when you was in Philly, you know, that's what you did. You got you got your blank tapes and you listened oh, to WPRB on Thursday and you knew you was going to get Foosh Nickens and Wu Tang Clan. You know, and, and I say oh, this man. now, because, and I'm, I'm telling him because he's talking about like, like first time I heard <laughs> no, the Wu Tang Clan was. Just to, on, be cl- just, just to be fair, though, JB, mm-hmm. when we go off air, I'm yeah. going to tell you actually what I meant by what I just said. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you meant. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, that, I I'm, I'm sure there's a story. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm right. sure. But, but, like, but, I, I, but, like I said, I know a time would catch what I said. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's, up a phrase right away, I borrowed, that's a phrase yeah. I borrowed from you. Are, are you saying yeah, that uh, from, from me? Right, it's going yeah. over my head. It went over was that? Head, did I, was I telling that story at Gettysburg? You were about, telling that story, yes, about yeah, burning uh, CDs. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mike, I, I do want. I, I do want to hear that story. I will definitely <laughs> pick that up. I, I, oh, I can't believe you remember that. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing, man. Oh man. I, 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 we had future flavors on Hot ninety seven <laughs> with Pete Rock and Marley Marl, and it was the same thing, man. Like you knew that you could just record for that hour. And it would just be stuff like if you if you missed it mm-hmm. and you didn't have it, you didn't hear it the next day. Hey, man, yeah. G, let, let me hear it. because it was a song that wouldn't come out for like two months. It was yeah. it was like as a kid, you couldn't really go down, you know, to like Fordham Road yet or anything mm-hmm. like that and get the bootlegs outside of Beach Street. So you kind of mm-hmm. just had to listen to Hot 97 and just yeah. wait for future flavor. And then Pete Rock would drop some song that would come out like, you know, three months later. Oh man, and it was, yep, that was yep. the thing as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. It was not our music, but if we had it first, if you had it first on some beat tape, right? Then, then yep. you were the man for that day. And no matter what, it was like, hey, let me, let me rock that tape. Let me rock that tape. Nope, nope, I'll let you listen to it. Okay. But it was like, if you didn't have Future Flavors there, you were out. You were SOL for a week, man. Oh, yeah. So I remember definitely, that. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. The De- or you can at least get the bootlegs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, Aton's a-, a hip-hop head, man. Aton has the greatest T-shirt I've ever seen. Aton a- a- <laughs> had the purple tape T-shirt, man. Still got it. The purple tape. The purple tape T-shirt is one of the greatest T-shirts I've ever seen in my life, man. It's my I, look. I, I've I've gotten to a lot of fights about where that stands as far as my individual solo Woo member album, as well as where it stands all time and hip hop annals and all. So I don't have time. You're not going to bait me into that one, brother. Not now. Not the end of this one. Definitely. Oh, no, definitely. That, that was that was two. That was two. That was two. That, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. That, that, that's a conversation. <laughs> you know, when we when we finally work out getting that sports shop reunion yeah. show together, and, yeah. and, and, and that's and, and that's been like a mission to itself because you know it's like 
you know, we've all moved on. We've all doing different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, schedules are schedules. But when we finally sit down and say, all right, we're going to have, we're going to do this. We're going to do the sports shop, you know, <laughs> uh, reunion show. It's going to be epic. It's, it's going to be epic. And when you see, and, and, and I can't I, wait. And, and, and I want, I do want to ask you this since we, since we got you. you, you see, you know, as, as everyone is trying to, to, you know, to, to carve their, their niche out in social media and whatever, you know, how, how do you feel like, you know, LeBron has a, sh- has had a show in a barber shop, you know, and everyone's talking about that. And I used to always say, man, Aton had us in the barber shop talking about sports years before that, <laughs> you know, like, like how, LeBron how, how actually you... tried to sue someone over that. That's yeah, right. He tried, That's right. he tried to sue somebody over an idea That's we right. had three years before LeBron. Absolutely, man. No, I know it. It's, it's uh, <laughs> terrible, right? No, I, I'm joking, man. Cause look, I, I think that they, you know, you can, you can look at it like what's selling you, you know, you can mm-hmm. define it any way you want, right? You can look at it like, Hey, what's selling, what's trendy, what's popping. Or you can take it back to like Hume and, and look at the general conscious that we're all a part of if you want to break it down from like a philosophical element of it where, you know, if I have an idea, the thought is that somebody else has that idea as well. And it's just a matter of time before somebody actualizes it. It's a lot of reasons why you'll see, you know, the same movie, right? Like Deep Impact comes out the same time as that other, as it Armageddon, I think, right? Where it's like two movies with the end of the world all happening from a comet or asteroid, what have you. But look, I, I think it's, you know, it's just craziness all around right now as far as where ideas and, and what ideas are working. And I think it's gotten to a point for better or worse, where if you have a platform, you can put something out and somebody's going to go to it and flock to it because they like you. And if they don't, they're going to spend so much time just spewing out to the world why they don't like you that they're going to bring in the undecideds to what you're going to see. So if it's about clicks, if it's about views, if it's about getting people to watch your show, then really you can do whatever you want. Like Kanye was right. You could, you know, bleep on a track or you could just come out and breathe on a beat. <sighs> like, like what would you think would happen if Kanye did that? Right. He had a two minute song where it was like one of the hottest, illest old beats that he never released. And the Somebody song was him going, ha, ha, ha. Like the that thing would, would go, go crazy. Gold. It'd go gold, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have, would go you, like you would have think pieces out there, somebody in the Rolling Stone, what is he doing? Why would he risk this? You know, like you would have Tucker Carlson on there being like, what is he mm-hmm. thinking? Like you would have all these people talking from everywhere and around. Like it would be madness. But that's, I think, where we're at right now. It doesn't mean you can't put out good content. I just mm. think that this that so much of this is is just based on namesake. And if you have a namesake and you have a platform, Use it, leverage it, because now's the time, man. You could get to an extra five minutes of fame. It used to be mm-hmm. fifteen, but you might be able to stretch that to twenty minutes now. Well, I pre- I appreciate your wherewithal, man. I mean, the bad part is I started messing with Jonesy, and I, and I met him, hey. and now and he. My you parting know. gift with you guys now is that the two of you are not only still together, but representing mm-hmm. it and going strong. And again, like. This is like, you know, Frazier taking over as the longer spinoff and Cheers, right? And being the better show and, you know, the longevity and everything and pick it up. So this is fantastic. I'm telling you, this is the best thing that came out of that show, bar none, is that the two of y'all are together. If if the Jonesy and Brown show is the best, don't don't misrepresent 
how good the sports shop is by saying the best thing that came out of it is the Indian Brown show. That was an underrated show. That was a good show. We're bringing it back. Trust me. It's in the works. All right. Well, look, man, just don't lose my number. Don't lose my number. Trust me. You're both involved. You don't know what already. You're both involved. All right. Because as much as I talk, you know, as much as I big you up, on, on social media, I will talk bad about you. If I, I look somewhere <laughs> and see if hey, your talk- shop is on, and, and me yeah. and Jonesy are well, you know, JB talks bad about me every week. So yeah, but that's like on the show. He'll come find me and see yeah. me at work at twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. I'll show up for six forty five and get hit it's, over the head with a bag of corn. Yeah, it's, it's it's first of all. I, usually when 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 Aton comes on twenty nine, I'm usually on my dinner break. Even right. though it's seven in the morning, that's, that's what it's six forty-five in the morning. But that's still right. my dinner break, mm-hmm. as what they call. I'll come back upstairs and I'll find Aton. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. hey, bro, you know, what's up? Oh man, I'll I'll look for him. Oh man, you guys are funny, man. Killing it's me. all good, man. It's all love, man. Hey, man, you go. Well, you, man, you go be with your family, with us, man. We man. appreciate you, brother, man. Anytime, anytime. Like I said, don't. I'm not BSing, man. We're. I'm in the early stages of putting this thing back together. So, trust oh, me when look, I say man. that. This, this is. I've got the blinders on for it. So. All right, I, I appreciate you, man. Right, and and, and yeah. I say this with the. I, I say this with the utmost sincerity. You need to think this thing through. I, I, I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you want to bring us back. That might you. You might want to rethink that. You, Look, you, man, I don't have many people reaching out to me anymore. All right, and you two of them. Well, right, I, understand, so well, I understand who's necessarily For reaching out to you right now. Two of the most desperate brothers in the city. You know, it, it, hey, it is we work what it is. Together, then well, that's fine. Desperation in the air. I love it. Hungry dogs run faster. Exactly. That's right. Man, we hungry as all get out, man. I all right, man. We, appreciate oh, you. Man. Anytime, thank you. anytime. It's a pleasure. It's a blast uh, with you guys. All right. Uh, thank you, brother. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that was Aton Shander, man. Oh, man. Good stuff, man. Always fun talking. Always. To yo, that was, a, that, that was a good get, man. That was a good get. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tell us what you think about this podcast, man. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jonesy and Brown. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And we have the same handle. Jonesy and Brown. You can also reach us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. You can download this podcast wherever you get your uh, your favorite podcast. Just search Best in the World Sports. Just put it in that little search bar. Best in the World Sports. And you'll find Jonesy and Brown. We're there. Jonesy, real quick before we got here. I'm sorry you lost uh, Ty, Tyrone and Crossing broad. Stuff happens. We we still never confirmed where they were talking about you or Chief Jones, but I tried to use everything in my every avenue I had to push it towards you. I had all my burner accounts booked for you. Hey, man. I was, I, all all my alter egos. Anyway, I was, well, anyway you cut it. You know, Ty's a friend of the show. He does yes, good he work, so yes, he is. you know, you can't feel bad about that. I mean, I, I, I tried to help you, man. I tried to help you, even though I'm still bitter of the fact that you made the field of the, the you made the field of 32, and I'm in the NIT. I mean, that's debatable too, but we'll get to that another day. All right, well, well, it, it, it's all good. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out? We get on out of here. 
Um, Tobias Harris makes me nervous. He shouldn't, man. <laughs> he shouldn't. I, I'm, that, and that's, I'm, a I'm, fi- that's a final that's thought. That's a final thought. Hey, it's all right. Tyrese Maxey makes it all okay. I can live with that, too. Tyrese Maxey makes me, look, look, enjoy Maxey and let that kind of ease your trepidation over uh, over uh, Tobias Harris. And we'll see, and, and we'll, we'll assess this next week. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Jones and Brown Podcast. That's Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.